Welcome to the Unusual Podcast. So today I'm going to have a chat with Michael, who uh, works under the name Mindflyer. He's an illustrator himself and um, one of the founders and pioneers of the illustration movement in Singapore. So you founded the Illustration Arts Fest and the Organization of Illustration Council. And many of the illustrators that I've spoken to on this podcast have talked about what a mentor you have been to them. So I'm really honored to have you here today, Michael. Hi. Hi, hi, Tanya. Uh, so nice to be here speaking with you. Thanks for having me on board. So, Michael, can you give uh, give the listeners a bit of background about you, um, how you came to be a professional full-time illustrator? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of like, a, a, I started out with a very, uh, what I call naive idea of what the profession is about. So uh, after all, all along, I know that I, I wanted to draw and the idea of being paid to draw was always a kind of like, a, you know, yeah, in your dreams, you know, people will pay you to draw kind of, kind of a situation. And uh, we don't, because being, being in a Chinese family as well, we don't have parents that will always encourage you in uh, art creation or anything related to art. And uh, it's like you're the laughing stock in the family. It's like everyone in the family will make fun of you when you're drawing something. You know, they, they don't think that you amount to anything. So that's mm -hmm. the kind of background I have. And uh, but all along, I know that uh, I wanted to do something to do with uh, drawings. And I was like trying to figure my way out. So the person that's closest to making something out of himself with art was one of my cousin. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always talk to him, like see what he's doing, uh, how, how is he getting along? And he was very good in art since he was like very young. And I'm one of those that cannot draw for anything, you know, I cannot draw to save my life, like what they say, yeah. And uh, so I was very inspired by my cousin and uh, he will kind of like, and he got accepted into one of the early uh, kind of like art uh, technical institute in Singapore called Baharudin. Mm -hmm. And when he was there, uh, I he, he shared with me a lot of things about like art creation. And then that was also the time where Star Wars first came out and we we're crazy about Star Wars and stuff like that. And uh, he would show me his drawings, which were like really wonderful. And I got inspired and tried to make bad copies of them <laughs> kind of thing, you know? So that's, that's, that's the, the, the kind of like the inspiration that got me started. And at the same time, I was always very fascinated with picture books, anything with pictures. I'm not so much into reading. And uh, as a young kid, I used to run around in my little uh, kind of like uh, kampong in uh, Blastia area. There were like comic shops, Chinese comic shops. And I used to spend hours just uh, thumbing through comics. And then uh, that got me very interested. <clears throat> but all these were just the, the interest that I know that this desire that I have in me. And I didn't get the chance to uh, pursue art at all. So what I managed to uh, kind of like uh, survive on was like looking at books, uh, learning by myself, learning from friends, uh, looking at what other people are doing. And at the same time, as I got uh, <clears throat> a little kind of like, uh, I got a, like a, a hit start, uh, like a lucky break when I was uh, doing, uh, what do you call it? I managed to get into like a technical uh, institute to study, uh, to be a draftsman. 
mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't do that well for for my O levels, and that was the closest thing I can get uh, in a course that has got to do with drawing. And that was like you know I was in heaven when when I I got that course. I thought I'll I'll never get to do anything with drawing, and that was like uh, doing learning how to draft, uh, learning about buildings and stuff like that, and architecture, and I was very interested in that and the best thing was uh, it was the a fantastic place because it was it's got the best library in singapore at that time and this is before internet and as i was sharing with you i love to look through books and stuff like that and that place i learned so much because there's so many books on design and architecture and uh, it, it really got me inspired so i like making more and more drawings but still very bad drawings and so uh, that that's that's the the thing that got me uh, a little bit closer to my dream. So after I graduated, I managed to land a job as a draftsman where I got paid to to draft uh, to work with architect and stuff like that. And then through that position that I have, I met another so called big brother and mentor who got me a, a job as an interior designer. Mm. So that was like a little. No, so the journey for me is very long. I'm not one of those lucky ones who are very good in art and then straight away you go to a, a you go and study illustration or graphic design and then after that you 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 land your first job as an illustrator or as a graphic designer. So mine was through uh, like self-learning, uh, mumming through a, a technical course as a draftsman, then an interior designer. And then when I was doing interior design, I managed to somehow manage to work up to be very a very thick skinned person, I managed to get paid uh, for my drawings, uh, mm-hmm. for illustrating quite badly actually when I, when I look back at it right now, and along the way I met mentors as well who kind of like pay me to do a job, and teach me on the job as well, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing story, Michael. And at which yeah. point did you start um, pioneering the movement of helping other young illustrators and forming? Uh, your organization of illustration council okay so when we first started out uh, it's like we had nothing uh, Singapore was like the really if you talk about illustration it's like the worst place to be I think uh, in 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 in, in uh, uh, what do you call it in Asia I feel that you yeah. know it's like we are so deprived you know it's not like yeah. Japan or uh, Europe or America, whereby you you have all these systems already established, and you're an illustrator, you you know where to go, what to study, and who to work for. Whereas here, we feel that there's nothing like this. Everything is from scratch. Even at the time when I started out as an illustrator, you're just a pair of hands. You know, you're you're told that oh, uh, when you call the illustrator in, uh, everything has already been settled. The style, what to draw, and uh, what whatever it is, you know, it's like you have no choice. You're just a pair of hands. You're just a technician. You just execute. And most of the time, they don't care what you do. You're just uh, copying uh, other people's style. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was one thing. And then there's no such thing of a, a, as a, a, a illustration community. Yeah. So I feel that, hey, what's wrong with this place? You know, it's like, it's so... It's a desert. It's so boring, you know. It's like I, I, we did try to form some kind of a community back, uh, in the nineties. Yeah. You know, I, I had, I had this dream where I thought of, hey, 
let's do this thing where we can get all the illustrators we know together and do something. So we actually had a, 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 a group name that's called uh, Singapore Illustrators Unite. And then we actually managed to get page one to help us to publish like a catalog. Mm. Yeah, and that was like the, the, first, the first gist of it. It didn't go anywhere. After two, two years, we stopped. Um, and then it's like uh, it died down for a while until 2006 where I met up with uh, Drew Skate and Wailing and Andy Young and uh, some of the other friends uh, in the community. We know all these uh, people online. You've seen their work. They're wonderful, but we have never met. And then yeah. we thought, hey, why don't we just meet up? You know, uh, one fine day we organize the dinner and then everyone just meet up and get to know each other. And that's how the community started. That's amazing. And how how big was this community? Um, <clears throat> I think it started about 30, about 30 people, like all those illustrators that we know who are friends of friends or uh, or whose work that we like. And yeah. then we kind of like thought, okay, let's 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 have a gathering. At first it was just a, a meetup session. We don't have any projects or anything like that, but uh, we are all we all have our own uh, uh, practice. So what we do is that sometimes we refer jobs to one another. And then I think Andrew wanted something like a figure drawing. He was very into figure drawing and uh, live sketching. So he he got us together to like, uh, we have figure drawing sessions, you know, and then uh, we got the opportunity to start the very first uh, illustrators doing portraits uh, kind of event at uh, Met Market, and that was, I think, around 2006 or 2007. And we did that for about 13 years. Yeah. And and today, Michael, how big is that community? Uh, we don't have hard numbers, but yeah. I think uh, what I would say that if at any one time, if we were to organize another festival, I have, I can call uh, at least 30, 30 good, good men <laughs> and women. <laughs> Yeah. About 30, because the, we, we don't, we are not a professional organization, even though yeah. it's called Organization of Illustrators uh, Council, that was just a joke. We're just nearing at uh, uh, like a proper illustration society because we are not. We just want to have uh, maximum fun and zero paperwork. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So Michael, going, you were talking earlier about um, in your early days when you were illustrating, you, um, you were basically being asked to draw what somebody else told you to draw. So right. what, what, is, um, what is an illustrator? Um, how would you define an illustrator as opposed to, let's say, for example, a graphic designer? Right. Okay. So for illustrator um, and graphic designer, where, where the common ground is, we are supposed to communicate. Right, so graphic designer we use typography. You know, their, 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 the way they lay out certain things, the choice of elements, uh, their use of uh, they will commission photography and illustration to help with that communication. So the illustrators uh, would just be uh, basically using drawing, artwork, uh, collage, paintings, whatever, just to communicate the idea. So normally we work with uh, an advertising company or with a graphic design company to kind of like, uh, to, to, to communicate a certain message depending on the brief set by the client or the designers. Got it. And what makes yeah. a good illustrator? Um, I would say the, the, the base or the core of it would, 
it's just strictly communication. Like you, 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 you have a brief, uh, or you have a statement or a, a certain uh, idea to communicate, and you have to bring it across clearly, so that one look at it, people know what you're about. But then there are also other subtle things that are very important to me. Is like uh, how you execute the idea, you know, the artwork, the art technique, the art style, and also. Uh, that other quality of uh, discovery. I like this thing about whereby you draw something, one look, you think it looks like uh, uh, maybe a, a cat, you know, but on closer look, you realize that, oh, it's more than a cat. There's something else behind the cat or it's actually made out of a, a, a group of people or something like that. So that that element of discovery and surprise, I, I like that. I think it's very important. It, it counts and make your, your artwork work harder and in a smarter way. Right, and then after that, the other part is the emotion, whereby after looking at it, you feel something. Mm. You know, it's like you either you feel happy or or it's a sad story, and that that sadness come across by looking at the illustration. I feel that's mm. how. Uh, these are the qualities that I will feel is very important for illustration. Mm. Yeah, those are great, uh, great sort of parameters to to look at a piece of illustration and and uh, a good starting point to discuss it. Do you find that um, there's some sometimes when you're doing illustration for clients that they they may not see what you want them to see or there's some disagreement about how it's coming across and how do you manage mm -hmm. that? <clears throat> okay, so for 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 let's say a commission illustration, right? The brief is very important. Mm -hmm. So what I always tell my uh, younger illustrators or or even my students is that uh, you have to come out of the meeting with a clear picture in your mind. Mm. You know, after you're, you're being brief on the project, it, you have to have a mental picture of what is it that you're supposed to produce. Mm. If you don't have a picture in your mind, that means it's like the brief is not clear or you don't really understand what they're trying to, to ask of you. So always go back and try to clarify understand a little bit more, ask questions or even counter-propose ideas and try to meet at a point whereby, yes, I have this picture in my mind, I know what you want and I can tell exactly uh, what I need to do in order to, 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 to communicate with uh, your idea for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good advice. And I've noticed recently um, so many more instances of illustration and indeed the, the illustrators I talk to are so busy with commissions. I've seen like cereal boxes being launched and they're really on the basis of their illustrations. Um, what, why do you think that illustration is really having its moment now and why? Uh, okay, a few things. You, it's, it's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's something that I, I, I wonder too. So uh, when we first started out, there's always this thing about, oh, you know, it's, it's always a cycle. You know, it's uh, three years of photography and then maybe the next three years is illustration. You know, it, it, things come in and out of fashion with time, all right? But I feel that for, for a while now, uh, illustration seems to be, have a, a more staying power in that sense. I think uh, it, it could be because right now, um, photography, seems to be very, what do you call it, democratized, uh, democratized now, in the sense that, you know, everyone with a phone can shoot a photo, mm. right? And, and yeah. it seems to, the impression that photography is, 
you know, everybody can do it. You know, it's like you, you just need an Instagram account and you can start shooting and posting whatever you want. You know, so somehow photography, even though to me it's a high art, it's not as respected in a sense. Whereas for illustration, you cannot just press a button and get the image out, you know, <laughs> right? So yeah. uh, somehow there's still more mystery and uh, uh, magical moments with it. And somehow you feel that, oh, there's this thing that I cannot do with photography or with other any, any other uh, art style mm. whereby uh, that is as uh, so-called magical or as uh, maybe interesting as illustration. So that's that's how I feel that it, 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 it kind of like, it, it kind of like for the past 10 years or more, it's been like, you know, being very popular, it's getting more and more popular now. Yeah, exactly. And what about, can you cite a few um, examples of illustration, commercial illustration that you've seen that you've, you were impressed by? I, I, I would say is what I'm more interested in other than oh, uh, certain illustrators and what they're doing is more on the uh, community and the movement of the community. Mm -hmm. So what got us inspired to do the festival was what uh, No Brow and uh, 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 whatever publishing that they're doing and the Elka Festival they're doing in London. Right. Yeah. So that one has got a very interesting thing. They started with a very interesting product, uh, which is uh, like they, they kind of like curated a, a, a kind of like illustration look and style and feel. And then from there, they start to expand uh, what they do by publica uh, publishing all the interesting works and comics and uh, illustrated kind of like uh, journals from it. Right. And then after that, it ran into a festival. So that was super inspiring to me. What's happening here in Singapore is how we feel that a lot of the illustrators are given a platform whereby you see them more and more being used for uh, community uh, announcements, events, and also for uh, outreach, where we don't see that often last time. In the sense that not that illustration was never used, let's say for a wash your hand campaign, you know, back in the 70s or something like that. But it's just that right now, the illustrators that they pick are very recognizable for what they do. You know, you can see that, oh, that's, that's an artwork by NG, or, or this is done by Drewscape, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Whereas previously, it's like all the illustrators are anonymous. You don't know who they are. And the artwork that they produce, oh, they, they communicate, they work well, but they don't have much personality. Mm. Got that. Yeah, so, so the, mm. No, go on. Yeah, yeah, no, so, so that's, that's what I've noticed. And I feel mm. it's an interesting development for, for the illustration community, uh, mm. especially in Singapore. So I've got a question to you. So talking about young, young people, um, mm. would you, is, is being an illustrator a, a viable career option for, for young people now who love drawing? Mm, yes, but it all depends on, uh, I would say it depends on how much you love it and uh, and is that the only thing that you know, all right? Because uh, where I'm coming from and what I've seen so far is that if that is the only thing that you know and that is to draw and you don't want to do anything else, then I would seriously discourage you. Don't don't do illustration. Maybe you're happier with fine arts. Because to me, it's like for illustration, uh, you need to know a lot more than just being able to draw and uh, using only a certain software. You know, you need to read up a lot. You need to understand when someone gives you a brief, let's say it's, it's from, a, from a, a businessman, you know, 
talking about uh, certain issues uh, that has got to do with business and stuff like that, general knowledge, you need to know what the heck he's talking about and how to make an illustration that can communicate the idea across. And then the other thing is that uh, you, you need to know how to run it as a business as well, because in mm -hmm. Singapore, unfortunately, you, I think that's, it's very rare to get hired as an illustrator. Most of the time, like uh, for a lot of the illustrators that I know, we are all independent artists. We have to be uh, our own, uh, uh, what do you call it, boss as well. We have to tackle the business side of things as well as the creative side of things. So you have to juggle many, many uh, heads, right? So it is a complicated thing. So if you want to do this, you have to really, really love it. You cannot live without it and you have to know more than just draw mm. yeah and and how important is it to develop your own style because I've, I've i've heard um a lot of young young people say to me oh we 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 can't find we're worried about finding our own style um and they start off by copying other people's styles and and they feel this pressure to develop their own style how important is that and does that come with time and and how how did you develop your own style? Right. Okay, so uh, this is a question that uh, is, is something like, I, reminds me of the feeling that I have when I was very young and I wanted to get started. Uh, I asked my one of my teachers, like, oh, I, I want to do art, but I'm so afraid that I'll run out of ideas. <laughs> you know? That's the first question and I asked them. And they said, no, you, you never run out of ideas. And the same thing with style is like, uh, you will find your own style, but you have to keep, uh, trying many different things, you know, and in fact, a lot of times uh, when we look at like some of the works of our friends, their earlier drawings that they did, like their first few pieces, their first few favorite pieces already kind of dictate what they are today. You can see the, the thread, you know, it's so amazing how they progress along the way. And there's nothing wrong with uh, starting out uh, with uh, copying uh, some of the your favorite illustrators, because that's how we all get started. We see something we like, we try to make our own versions of it, and through that whole process, we learn something. But the big no-no here is not to copy someone's work and claim it as your own, especially when you never do anything else to it except just to make a replica, right? So the whole yeah. process of copying your, your favorite illustrators is to learn on your own. How do you get that look? You know, how do you get that, uh, that kind of composition or how do you work with this kind of colors? And then after that, after I'm, I'm sure you have more than one favorite illustrator. After uh, copying a few, you probably ingest it. And then after that, you run it through your own filter, your own mind and stuff like that. And then mm. as you do more and more, you start to make your own, uh, a, a style of your own. All right, and that's only when you can start to say that oh, you know, this is my style, this is my work, but it all comes with trying and making many mistakes. Mm, yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And then, Michael, I want to ask you if you, um, we, you were talking earlier about ideas. Let's say you get a really um, quite a, a, a challenging brief from a client from a very dry industry. Let's say a finance mm. industry, and mm. they want you to visualize something quite quite complex. How do you tackle something like that? And where do you get the ideas from? Um, how is <laughs> your process? <clears throat> okay, so uh, I'm quite lucky in the sense that I, I've really created a reputation for myself whereby when a client approached me and commissioned something, 
they know that uh, they're going to get something a bit quirky and whimsical. Mm. Yeah, so they don't like, they, they, they already know kind of like, they're already prepared like, okay, you know, I come to so-and-so because it's got a certain certain solution that is out of the ordinary example. And then yeah. the other thing is that, uh, like what I said, your, your general knowledge comes into mind. The more you know, the better, especially things that are, you know, out of the art, uh, not just related to art, but uh, economics, uh, finance, uh, the business world, current affairs, blah, blah, blah. We have to tap on all these elements to kind of like make the solution more credible or more interesting. And then I, all these general knowledge that I have, I run it through my, uh, uh, what do you call it? My distortion field that I call. Because what I do is I love, in my free time, what I do is I run through a lot of uh, weird books, uh, unusual books, because it's like I, I just find, <clears throat> like example, I, lately I've been posting a lot of stuff about uh, quirky perspective and uh, projections, whereby, you know, the whole drawing is so wonky, but to me it's so interesting, right? And, and all these kind of like kickstart certain kind of uh, crazy ideas or sparks in, in my mind. And then I like to run through like all these dry facts and whatever that the client wants, blah, blah, through this filter that I have. And then after that, I start uh, making sketches. And from all the uh, weird publication or strange publication, uh, old publications that I see, uh, I actually keep stock of them. I, I put them in my digital scrapbook. And then every day I will be doodling into my notebooks, uh, ideas that I see from these things. And then I'll leave through, uh, when I'm stuck, I'll leave through all my, uh, look through all my sketchbooks uh, and my notes. And then from there, I will also pick up certain solutions, even the very unlikely ones, I will throw it in. So I'll give them like maybe five uh, direction, you know, and then I'll, 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 I'll run through them with the clients and uh, discuss with them, you know, how, why I want to solve their problem in, in these five ways, for example. Mm. And then after that, they will pick the solution that they feel that they are more comfortable with. Wow, okay, that, that's amazing, uh, an amazing insight <laughs> into your process. So to finish off, Michael, can you give us some, some of these, um, it sounds like you consume an enormous amount and varied amount of media. Can you give us some, some examples of that? Books or websites or magazines that you, that you that you yourself really, really have enjoyed? Uh, okay. I think a lot of these, a lot of illustrators here, uh, when they are stuck, all right, uh, especially the younger ones, the danger is you just stick to Pinterest uh, or Instagram. And then, you know, everything's like within your fingers reach. And then you just keep looking at those things that are popular now and mm. that the next 3,000 illustrators are looking at. Mm. You know, so you, 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 you end up with uh, like a, uh, you're all digesting and puking into the common pool, <laughs> which is not yeah. very healthy. Yeah. yeah. So what I suggest is that get out, get out of the house if you can, go to Bashir, go mm. to the library. You know, yeah. there are so many things out there that are not referenced now, which are old, which may not be in fashion. But mm. I always believe in this thing about lateral thinking. It's like, you know, when you look at something, you're not looking at it directly. You say, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a cat or that's a dog. You know, mm. it may kick off something else in your mind. All this comes with training. That means the more you see, the more you, you, you use that as a jumping board to do some lateral mm. thinking, the better you get. 
You know, it's not something that, you know, I say, hey, go Basia now and then you'll find your solution there. No, it may not work for you today, but after going there 10 times or to this weird corner in the library that nobody uh, pick up the books from, you may find something that somehow clicks with you and you can use it as a springboard to kind of like spin off ideas from there. So I, I find that, that that helps me tremendously. And on top of that, I also buy books that uh, nobody will buy because uh, somehow I find something interesting in it. Even it may not cost a lot, can be very cheap from secondhand bookshops or stuff like that. I find a lot of nuggets from there as well. So wow, you get so off the beaten track, get off the beaten track. The solutions are out there. So, so these books are, and these parts of the library are completely random <clears throat> or, or is there some, <clears throat> some, some method to <clears throat> it? Um, I think it all depends on on uh, on uh, the person, right? The 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 individual illustrators. Like example, you are interested in flowers. You know, you're 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 interested in botanical illustration. Don't just look at uh, what people are doing with uh, Adobe Illustrator. You know, because all the current references probably they're they're doing something that's very clean, very sleek, and stuff like that. Look at what people are doing in the, the 16th century or whatever, you know, they have poetic uh, mm. illustration from that period, as well as some of those uh, wood carvings, engravings, whatever. So it may not be even be in color, but the way they depict the lines and the way they use composition and the form mm. where it's, you know, it's not so realistic maybe, but somehow there's something in there that's magical that is hard to capture with a computer. Mm, yeah, I love that. Um, Michael, that was so inspiring and so, so much good advice there. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thanks, Tanya. Always a pleasure to talk to you.